0: This is Roy Hales with Cortez Currents, which you can also access at cortezcurrents.ca. The Strathcona Regional District's Rural Directors responded to the Housing Needs Report at the Electoral Area Service Committee meeting on Wednesday, June 15th. Sandy McKay of McCola Development Services gave the directors a presentation.
1: We began earlier this year and and continued throughout winter and spring of 2022. The study was extensive. It included a selection of key informant interviews, which I believe almost all of you participated in, as well as a community survey that garnered responses from 437 households, which is, to be frank, quite remarkable given the size and uh, geographic spread of your regional district.
0: The situation is not as bad in Area A, but the study found that housing prices had risen beyond the reach of most buyers throughout much of the Strathcona Regional District, and especially on Cortes and Quadra Islands. Forty-five percent of the renters who responded to the survey said they could no longer afford to pay their rent. The situation was exasperated by the growth of short-term rentals, especially Airbnbs, and the large number of summer homes that remained vacant throughout the year. Regional Director Jim Abram thanked McKay for his excellent presentation, adding,
2: I just had two emails regarding our ferry cruise, etc., and they." definitely dealt with the fact that we don't have any rental housing, and that we don't have any rental housing because they've all gone up to
0: Airbnb. Abrams said part of the problem was all the red tape imposed by senior government. He cited the example of the 16-unit Quadra Island Seniors Housing Society project in Kwathiaski Cove.
2: It took us two years after giving them a complete presentation done by two architects and a whole consulting group and the entire island's involvement, we still came up short, according to BC Housing. They just made it more and more and more difficult and more and more costly. So there's this lack of cooperation between those levels that are encouraging us to do all the work, but they're not helping us. If you just want a a concrete example, look at the local area plan for Kwathiaski Cove took us three years to develop, five years to get it into place. It's in place, it completely allows for super densification for all of these housing needs that you speak of here. And it's already done, the OCP changes. All that people have to do is ask for which zone they want, but they get stopped by Island Health. Vancouver Island because of need for a water system. So that then puts it on our shoulders to come up with the money, come up with the approvals, which basically means a hell of a lot more advocacy and lobbying to the provincial government to try and make these things happen. And they're in control. So we've got the left hand not knowing what the right hand's trying to do properly. (coughs)
0: Nova Anderson, the regional director for Cortez Island, added,
3: I couldn't agree more with everything that Jim has just said. Just to reiterate a little bit here on Cortez, a similar situation. We raised over a million dollars, bought 50 acres of land, philanthropically created a society specifically to provide affordable housing and seniors housing and have been struggling with BC Housing for years who just doesn't have the funds to meet the need. And even if we were to get those funds, it is so astronomically expensive to build to their standards per square foot. It's, it, it's bordering on criminal. We just built four little units to their standards. I understand they're wanting to build for longevity, but it's such an impediment that nothing ever happens. If we do get the funding, then we lack the contractors, et cetera, et cetera. It's just way, way, way too onerous. I will underline that here, not only is there a, you know, a massive, massive rental housing crisis, but we don't have a place for our fire chief our doctors, our ferry workers. This isn't just the hippies in the woods. Not to say they're not important. I was one too and turned into community service provider. What we could actually do is have a frank conversation walking through those recommendations of what local government could actually do. I concur with with Jim that largely a lot of this falls to the province. I'm quite frustrated with our own lack of ability to actually even do the things that you're recommending. I haven't read every detail of the report and I certainly will dig into it more, but to be honest, looking at your recommendations was quite disheartening because even though theoretically we can, I don't know in practice they're going to work. If out of all of this gut-wrenching reality (laughs) that you've demonstrated so beautifully, we can find a couple of places that the regional district could actually take action on, I'd really appreciate that.
1: Thanks, Director Anderson. It's a really good point. One of the challenges we have in navigating this funding program is that UBCM has not provided funding for recommendations or action planning as part of this project. What we've given you in terms of high-level recommendations is really skirting the edge of what we're able to basically bill for. That being said, a potential next step could be some sort of action plan. but. I will work with Meredith, I have no problem doing that, to identify a few of the more critical and low-hanging fruit or first steps that you can take.
0: The regional directors for Areas A and D on Vancouver Island had a different perspective on the housing crisis. Regional Director Brenda Lee of Area D said...
4: I'm kind of a different opinion from the two uh, Outer Islanders there. I think basically the market will provide what housing is available at what cost and it'll balance out eventually. Housing prices are starting to go down because I think there's no such thing as affordable housing. I think that it's whatever the market will dictate and it can get away with. I saved for like years for a down payment to buy my house. Worked hard. Got a small mortgage and managed to pay it off 15 years ago. There is existing opportunities to live cheaply area d has lots of affordable units in the mobile home parks in the vacation rental segment when it's not full of people it's always full of people that live there permanently actually and it's very affordable housing maybe that's why i'm not quite as concerned about the idea that people can't find affordable
0: Gerald Wally, Regional Director for Area A, added...
4: Area A is a very unique situation, especially in the Sayward Valley.
2: We're not encumbered by any bylaws or zoning restrictions so people can rent their houses or basements or attics or whatever they sweet please. So that isn't the problem. Our unique situation is that outside of the valley bottom, which is a flood zone, there's a very limited bit of side hill, and then it's all TFL, which is unavailable. Apart from that... Everything else is an agricultural land reserve, which greatly restricts what you can put on there. You can put one very small secondary cabin. There is no opportunity for growth in the Sayward Valley because there's no available land. That's just the way it is. Apartments, there's never been any in the valley, in the area. There's the odd, uh, Airbnb, but I don't see much common ground with what the other directors are having in their areas.
0: You've been listening to some of the responses to the Housing Needs Report that the Strathcona Regional District's Rural Directors gave at their June 15th committee meeting. This is Roy Hales with Cortez Currents.
1: Goodbye.